So Ryan, uh, you were telling me that there's a retraction we need to make. Yes, sir. Um, Michael, um, on our last episode, we talked about rabbit hole. We made a mistake, and I wanted to make sure I just set it out here so we don't look like a bunch of idiots. Or we do. I don't know. No, we do. <laughs> if there's anything that's been consistent about this show is that we say things that are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and people make sure they let us know. Um, basically, on Reddit, Human Time Capsule pointed out that... Um, it's a good... We said that, uh, so we, we talked, just a little backtrack, we talked about how the demo for the song um, on the Dreamwalker um, Wolfpack, the Wolfpack sounded yeah. like um, a song by the band The, the Knife, Knife, Heartbeats. Yeah. The cover of the Jose. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's actually, the Ho- <laughs> Jose Gonzalez was the one that did the cover, and the Knife song is the original. God. And I, for years, I thought that Jose Gonzalez wrote that song because it came out, and I thought The Knife was a new band, to be honest. I thought it was brand new. So we got it all backwards. All backwards. And so when we talked about the thing where it, like, if they could sue Tom for that, <laughs> it's even more now. Like they could, really? Because now they're not covering Jose Gonzalez. Right. It's just straight up their song. Yeah. So. Mm. So well, anyway, we're, we're just building that. that legal case for the knife. Yeah, we did. If you want to sue Tom DeLong in the basis of the Dreamwalker demo album. Yeah, that's it. And you human know, time capsule. Recover all hundred dollars that probably made. Yeah. So I'm sorry I, I said that and got yeah. we probably said it like four times in the episode. And yeah. I well, just wanted to make sure it, yeah. people knew. There's truth in this journalism, we like to think, so we apologize, dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't want to be like the Dan Rather of no wait, was it Dan Rather? No, Brian. Uh, who's the guy, the journalist on NBCU Live? Brian Williams. Yeah, we don't want to be the Brian Williams of Blink-182. So. Yeah. Dan Rather. Well, speaking God, of why helicop- am I drawing Dan Rather? Speaking of uh, Brian Living in Williams. Brian and, Williams going to Brian helicopters. One who goes to war-torn countries, often in the shadow of helicopters. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about neighborhoods. That was a great segue. Yeah. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> it's about as smooth of a segue as this album is, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah we, we had a request for it. and We um, had a request for it, and we just thought it was also like, oh, man, you know, great request. This is a good idea. This is probably the best time to talk about it. You know, what better time to talk about neighborhoods than uh, when they're basically in the same position again, you know. So true. And uh, one thing to point out is that this episode is extra long. Yeah, boy, did we talk about neighborhoods. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to hear us talk about <laughs> neighborhoods, you're in. For we hope you don't. Yeah. Like I, we were thinking of like, should we split it up in two parts? Should we do that, and we're just like, eh. fuck that. We're yeah. just going whole hog. You got an album. You got a podcast about neighborhoods longer than neighborhoods. Yeah. Right. We're longer than like two blank albums. Yeah, this is probably yeah. You got neighborhoods and California in this podcast. Yeah. Certainly more than neighborhoods and dogs eating dogs. But it's, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that sometime. Maybe we'll do like a whole like EP. Uh, that'd be fun. Thing. If they do another EP, that'd be a cool thing to do oh, for the yeah. lead up to the EP. Perfect. Perfect. Because uh, I was yeah, just like, so, should we add that? So we we went into this pretty in depth. Like we kind of go by song, song by song. Song by song. Yeah. Um. So it's it's as in depth as I think you'd want to get. Um, yeah. We we definitely give it some context and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. You know, I think I think it's pretty fun. I think I think it was a fun episode. Yeah. Take your pants off. <laughs>
Well, hello and welcome to Take Off Your Phantom Podcast. I am Mike. I'm Ryan. And today we're going to talk about neighborhoods. Whoa, that was like a dramatic pause. Yeah, I know. Maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit of that lost influence coming in hot. It was like a. <laughs> you should put that in. Like yeah. The, like the little after I say neighbor. Yeah. 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 There was a request for um, after we did the we don't need to whisper uh, thing. The we don't need to whisper <laughs> extravaganza. Uh, Broken Glass Factory commented that he wanted to hear a neighborhoods episode, and we were talking that that seems like a great idea because yeah. California's coming up, and. You know, this is their last full-length album. Yeah. So it's good in that way, but it's also good in the sense that Blink is again at the same place they were when when Mm -hmm. they did Neighborhoods, you know? We're in the same place we were five years ago where (laughs) we've heard two songs and we have kind of no idea really what this album's going to sound like except for those two songs, and there's a lot of ways this could still go. It's kind of funny because if you think about it, it's sort of like those two songs that, you know, the first songs they released on Neighborhoods were Up All Night and Heart's uh, all gone. Also Gone. And then these kind of have a similar theme. Yeah, the it's way. the same thing where it's like, let's do like the kind of weird new poppy one. one. Yeah, the new, more experimental one. And then follow it up with like a little classic yeah, punk. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it's funny because like, uh, yeah, that's interesting to think about. I didn't really think about that till just now. I think we should begin this by putting Neighborhoods in context. Yeah. So Blink got back together in 2009. Do you remember what? Do you remember where you were when Blink got back together? Mm-hmm. Not exactly. I know I was living with my buddy Cody in our little apartment, mm-hmm. and our girlfriends were always there. And I remember being really excited. Oh, you had a girlfriend, huh? Yeah, it was pretty. What cool. was that like? <laughs> you know, I can't remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> uh-huh. No, it was great. We would watch. Uh, all of us would watch Beverly Kid on t- wow. three TV in Arizona every night. It was. Uh, it was a good time. But we. Uh, I remember it was announced at the Grammys. It was after the whole Travis Barker plane crash and yeah. stuff, and that was pretty fucked up times. Yeah. I. Uh, so I. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I found out in Flagstaff hanging out with Josh Gonzalez. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Josh and. Alex. Josh Gonzalez is a, as a mutual friend of ours. Yeah, I guess I, I he's don't kind know. of. I think the I feel bad that I said his last, like his full name on this right. shit. Uh, he's the kind of connection between us, I think, in a way. Yeah, I think I he's think one he's of the bridge. He's one of yeah, one of them. Um, one of the bridges. <laughs> uh, yeah, our friendship is like uh, much like this city, several bridges. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, bridges. Um, <laughs> so. He and Alex did a surprise visit to me in, in oh, cool. Flagstaff when I was going to college there. Mm-hmm. Flagstaff, Arizona is where I went to college. It's a beautiful mountain town right outside of Grand Canyon for anyone listening. Shout out to Macy's Coffee House. <laughs> the Route one of my 66 favorite. goes through it. Yeah, it's great. It's got some Route 66 <laughs> like kitsch stuff and also like a kind of like really liberal mountain towny vibe, which is kind of neat, and an RE college scene. It's a fun little, fun little town. Um, so they visited me there, and we were at the, some diner. Um, it was a surprise visit. Uh, I don't know why they visited. Uh, I can't remember why, but um, it was really fun. You know, we played like rock band a bunch. We went <laughs> to this diner and we just, God, I, you know, I might be getting stories confused right now. <laughs> I think it was Josh who texted me that okay. they got back together. Oh, wow. Okay. Or he was at the diner. I don't know. Somehow I was at a diner it was him. <laughs> and Josh relayed the information to me. They got back together. I probably related at, to him. <laughs> at this diner, there was a there was TVs at every um, booth mm-hmm. and we changed it to the... He was like, whoever told me was like, dude, put it on the Grammys right now. And I can't remember if it was someone else and I was with Josh or if it was... 
uh, someone I was with someone else and Josh texted me. But anyway, yeah. so I, I just remember <laughs> the end. changing it to the Grammys, <laughs> and I saw like the the tail end of like yeah, we're back together, you know. Yeah, and they're just kind of like looked like they're up like, there by gunpoint. What? <laughs> like I can't believe I'm not expecting yeah, this. I was like, so the, excited. I yeah, it was totally out of nowhere, and uh, I remember like the site went up live the next day of like we're back and we're we mean we're full back, on yeah. back. I was, yeah, that was a cool little post. I remember that. I just read it on the wiki. Recently. And then two years went by yeah. <laughs> with nothing. <laughs> well, they played a few shows. They played a few shows. Um, and we, yeah, we uh, happened to go to um, their they, second performance yeah. as a band. Yeah, and it was at the. Well, Jimmy- I think technically it was their third. Their first. <laughs> Uh, post breakup performance was this surprise thing like a Verizon show I think I where they it was did like T-Mobile or something like that some cell phone sidekicks where or they something. did like the rock show and one other song mm-hmm. it was really quick um, kind of like the early show with Matt Skiba they did before the Musink one mm-hmm. and then they did Jay Leno they did Jay Leno before that I'm I don't think they did maybe they did I think they did I think that was the first thing is they did a two night stay at Jay Leno where they did uh, all the small things one night and then the rock show another weird. night weird because I remember watching all the small things at your house uh-huh. when you still lived with your parents <laughs> in your bedroom. <laughs> and we were like, shit, this is like the first time we're going to hear new Blink. And we put it on. And I think Josh was there. Yeah, um, probably. And I just remember we all watched it. And it was all the small things. And we just kind of had like a, well, they're back. <laughs> That's cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that was good, right? Right, everybody? <laughs> We like, and then the rock show was like, oh yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, and then it must have been as recently. All three of us went to L.A. Uh, just last second, I happened to get tickets for that Jim, that Jim Kimmel. Jim yeah, Kimmel which thing. was great. Of all the performances for for them, I remember being really excited about it because they had done the two shows in Jay Leno, and they had done that really quick show. Mm-hmm. But when we saw him on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, they didn't broadcast it all, but they played like half a set. Yeah, I would say it was and, like five and, or six songs or yeah, something. Yeah, like and I feel like we might have been privy to the first real yeah. show. That Especially with like post. fans like dan- like going crazy and stuff. Yeah, if ones- anyone's familiar with Jim- the way Jimmy Kimmel does his shows, I it's I think the best thing about his show is he doesn't do the band performances in the studio. He does it in this like separate. It's, it's, yeah, it's out. It's ba- takes it's advantage of the fact that it's yeah. shot in LA and they have more space than New York, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, let's, we can host a concert every week. Let's just do yeah. it. And I don't think he doesn't even do it every week. It's like, Usually in the summer is when he does it. Oh, okay. So uh, he doesn't yeah, have bands familiar with. <laughs> yeah, the, the he doesn't have bands play every every um, every mm-hmm. night. It's more of like a thing with, during the summer, and it's not even every night he does it. It's just wow. every once in a while. Yeah. Well, either way, it was really cool, and and we got to see like basically a full you know half a set maybe you know it was yeah like thirty they, they broadcasted um, up all night and then they played like damn it during the credits. And so we were we were in it. You know, yeah. how did you think being in it and like like seeing Blink? Oh, it was just awesome. It was fucking yeah. great. We had a great old, great old time. It was we amazing. in an outburger afterwards, I remember, or something. Yeah. Well, I think one of the most <laughs> <laughs> one of the coolest things about it is it we were, you know, lucky enough to get tickets and it's a talk show audience. It's not a uh, stadium, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were able to see Blink in not a I wouldn't say intimate, but a much smaller setting than usually you're yeah. really ever gonna see him. I mean, mm-hmm. we basically for free got the equivalent of what would probably be like two hundred dollar yeah. You know, mosh pit tickets. Well, we did wait all day in line. But. Oh, yeah. We waited all... We didn't just wait all day in line. We drove to yeah. LA from Arizona <laughs> and then drove back on the same day because we didn't have enough money to, like, stay anywhere, really. Did we, I we remember... Did, so we did that night, huh? I remember driving back, and that was when you showed me... I remember driving back and, like... <laughs> 
the we were basically going on 24 hours of just adrenaline of like blink 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 and everyone is asleep in the back seat and it's just me and you in the front and and I feel like that was the moment we really bonded because we were both just like we're it's the final two hour stretch you know it's like six seven in the morning and that's where it's really getting tough to stay awake yeah. and you said Hey, have you ever heard uh, uh, Devil and God uh, by Brand New? And you had told me about it. And I was like, you know, I never listened to it. You're like, let's check it out. <laughs> and in that like fragile mental state is when I first heard that album. And I just, I very, yeah. uh, I think I remember specifically that remember listening to that. It's just like, this is so insane. Like this music is well, I was like nuts. blasting and people are sleeping in the back, but I'm needing to stay awake. So I'm just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we started blasting Jimmy Eat World because yeah. we're like, we can sing along to this and stay awake and stuff. Yeah, it was a really fun time and really that, that whole thing was very like in the spirit of Blink 182. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that was good. Yeah. What's more blink than like traveling in the summer to LA by car and blasting punk mark, rock music to stay awake? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. And it was funny because we were like thinking we may have made a place to stay, I remember. And then we realized like, oh man, we're not going to be able to afford to stay. Here, <laughs> so we just let's drive back. And yeah. Yeah, that was intense. That was good. I'm glad we did that. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so that was basically what we had for a while to go off of um, the high of that concert, which no new songs are played at. No, they didn't. Yeah, they basically just got back together. So it, it was a lot longer than I think people expected to hear a new song. Um, certainly longer than it took for... So Blink Mark Two took about a year Um from announcement to release of the next single, is that or maybe a little bit less because it was late 2015, right? 2015. Oh, was it late 20? It was late, it was early 2015. That what that the lineup changed for ski. Oh, yes, yeah, and then early 2016 when we started hearing the new music. Mm-hmm. So, about a year, and for this, it was two, yeah. Um, so and it was a lot of just like working on a new album, working on a new album, right? You know? And I thought they were doing this in sort of the vein of the Untitled album because they were kind of... Taking their time. Taking their time. And I was like, oh, I, I was sort of imagining something different than what was really happening was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've kind of learned a lot of like what kind of went down. As yeah. A, as it's a- definitely something that, in retrospect, people kind of felt more open to talk about. Um, so the first song we did hear was Up All Night. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your first impressions of the first new Blink song? Yeah, in, I, in what, eight years? Yeah, I remember, uh, I can't remember exactly when or where I was. I, I remember like leaving a movie theater and then like hearing that it's like, oh, it's on the radio. Like, and like yeah. jumped on it and caught the end of it. I remember I'm like, fuck, crazy fucking breakdown. And then like, you know, probably pulled it up on my iPod or something later. Um, but yeah, I remember actually liking it. Like I was kind of, I, it was definitely one of those things that like directly you can hear the influences, uh, of angels and airwaves and you know, a little bit of plus 44 maybe. And like maybe blink a little bit too. Just so like, I want to, I want to get feels... in, I want to get into something cause this is something I've heard talked a lot about, um, ad nauseum since blink has gone back together in the various reincarnations and, and something that comes up a lot in, in discussions of their music is the it sounds like AVA and plus 44. Mm-hmm. I think AVA has a very distinct sound. I think when people say it sounds AVA, then um, at least I know what they mean by that is that, you know, kind of spacey guitar tones. Um, the way Tom sings is a little bit different, is a little deeper mm-hmm. voice. What do you, because I, I never knew what people meant by this. When you say it's plus 44, what well, do you mean by not, that? What's like not unique this to the song. plus 44 sound? Um, Maybe it's like lyrically with from Mark in mm-hmm. a way. 
that maybe um, like a darker thing, and yeah, not, like not a, right, more like vague personal kind yeah. of thing. I think in a way, like his uh, right, um, and just sort of yeah, his just kind of not well being with the so... plus forty four album. Um, I think the lyrics in that were like the first time Mark really consistently wrote dark lyrics that weren't about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, even up to self titled, like um. Uh, here's your letter. Like that's a relationship song, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and a lot of stuff on plus 44 sort of like bigger than that, or may- maybe that bigger is the wrong word, but just different, excuse me, different than that. Yeah. Like it just kind of like a, about like the future and stuff and just, you know, <laughs> right. The past is only in the future with the lights on just that's, being that like is a, a great line. Yeah. And just kind of like more, just a uh, bigger picture kind of ideas, you know, yeah. I think in a way. And so in up all night, you get a lot of the like, it's a lot of like vague philosophical statements. Mm-hmm. Um, some I think land well, and I think some don't. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, and we also up all night uh, was in the old um, cheetah videos. Like the yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely a song that, or at least a riff that's existed for a while. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to the two, the, two. the making of the self titled album, you can hear Tom messing around with the. The hardest thing about recording a record, it's got to be the very first day you walk in and you sit down and you pick up your guitar. You're all, I have an idea for a song. And that has a sound that would probably be on, like, yeah, on it, uh, that's, untitled. Like that's that one part. of the, yeah, it, it does sound. So this song is um, one of the things we'll talk about a lot, probably not a lot, but we'll talk about in this episode is the Mark Hoppus commentaries on the Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone has Spotify, I really recommend um, checking out the deluxe edition that has before each track uh, Mark Hoppus doing a little commentary. Yeah, it's like a thirty second. Yeah, it's 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 quick. I mean, you're not. I kind of almost wish he got more in depth, but yeah, it sounded like something he just did on his computer. Like Spotify. it sounds like it's on his phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's computer because you can hear clicks after oh, really? <laughs> after he stops talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like which to me, um, I I felt like God fuck you like not fuck you. no i take that back but just like spotify guy kind of lazy whoever is in charge of uploading this like maybe edit out him clicking on the mouse <laughs> you know i'm not gonna blame mark for that i feel like that's the job of the guy compiling this spotify thing to edit out like yeah, yeah, yeah. him clicking record <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. um but yeah i was just like geez like if i feel like if i were in charge of this i would have at least taken so calling you out spotify <laughs> guy or girl who who did this like that was it was shoddily done, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Uh well, you know. <laughs> don't you have like a two second fader though to the next song? I do, yeah. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> you, it was just fading out in the next one. I don't one know was, why I like that fader. I don't know. It's just a thing. I, it's cool because it I, I I'm a fan of sometimes on the two second fader. If you're listening to a uh, playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to a lot of playlists instead of yeah. albums. So But the albums sometimes they have a specific uh, specific like way they want to yeah, go yeah. next song. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um so <laughs> I think Up All Night is kind of of like Mark said that he felt in the commentary he said that he felt that it was really the most emblematic album or most emblematic song of the album yeah like what like Blink this said. is this is where Blink is now and I agree with that mm-hmm. um and I think there's a lot of good and bad it, it's a mixed bag you know and and I think that's really what you get with neighborhoods is a is a mixed bag where like almost every song has at least one great moment in it or like good parts in it absolutely and that's you know, it's really listening to this um, recently, uh, preparing for this episode. It reminded me a lot of the "We Don't Need to Whisper" stuff, where 
you have these really great moments, but um, not necessarily great songwriting. Yeah, there, there's a couple. There's some parts that, that do, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And the, I mean, I think this is a better album than We Don't Need to Whisper mm. um, by a long shot. Um, I don't think, I think we both kind of ended up saying, like, We Don't, we didn't, we don't Need to Whisper is probably not really a good album. Yeah. And I think this... I think this is a, it's a decent album. Yeah. I don't think it's great. It's, I think it's easily their weakest, mm. um, but I think it's, it has its merit and it has, it does have elements of that blink magic. It's almost like uh, you were excited almost to see what they're coming up with next after that. Yeah. In a way. Well, cause... so when what they did come up with next uh, after up all night, they released hearts all gone. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, I mean with the the whole album is what I was meaning. Right. Yeah. Right. But we won't see that. Yeah, sorry. I was just trying to get in the <laughs> get in that segue. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we we will we saw dogs eating dogs. True. Um, yeah. Uh, so, which we'll I'm sure we'll discuss in a future episode. Yeah. Um, so, after up all night, which is kind of this Frankenstein-y, you know, you got the AVA spacey verses and and this kind of straight punk chorus and outro. Mm-hmm. You get hearts all gone. Which doesn't have Tom at all, um, and you know, in retrospect, probably not at all. Like, not yeah, even the guitars. I don't, I don't even think. Yeah, it doesn't sound like his. Like he would record. Like do that. No, it, well, it doesn't sound like the kind of riffs he would play, and it doesn't sound like the tones he would have on his guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it sounds like the way Mark produces, or at least Mark's stuff sounds. You know, the mm-hmm. way plus forty four guitars sound, which yeah. I personally don't like. I mm-hmm. I really dislike. Um, my, I think something that really holds the plus 44 album back and something that holds Hearts All Gone and MH, um, 48, 2011 or whatever, 418, 2011. Yeah. I think it's 48 cause I think it's my birthday. 48. Oh shit. Your birthday is 48. Mm-hmm. No. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, that, that, that guitar tone is just like, it really holds those songs back. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't. Th- I mean, I was like when I first heard this. I remember I was at our mutual friend Cody's place, and I was just like, "It's a new Blink song." Mm-hmm. We were like playing video games or something like that, or just bullshitting. And uh, I remember playing it and just being like, "Oh yeah, cool." Yeah, I remember and, thinking the breakdown was really cool. Yeah, and uh, one thing I want to say about this album too is that I think Travis um, shines through the most, like in this whole thing. Uh, Absolutely, Travis is like a monster. Um, he is, and it's kind of. To me, the the most frustrating thing about this album is I think it's um I think it's easily Blink's weakest weakest album, mm-hmm. but I think it might be Travis's strongest. It might be his best, yeah. <laughs> like he he really um just goes he, he, he shows a lot of restraint in the self titled, and there's an element to that that I like. Yeah, and, and I really do like that. That was like this side of the coin, and I but I love though that he's like flip side. Uh, now I'm just going to be like a virtuoso with the drums. Like it's, um, he's almost like it's objectively his most complex album. Like, yeah. like these are the most, there's polyrhythms and like some of the outros, which there's is something he never missed. Before. Yeah. Yeah. The outro to snake charmer, like has some polyrhythm stuff, which he's never really dabbled in, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a, a little bit in the, uh, I'm lost without you outro where there's the two drums, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. he really just brings it. And, um, and that, I, 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 I think wonder, really shows in hearts all gone for sure. I 100% agree. Yeah. And I wonder if that was um, 
I wonder if that was him really trying hard or if Travis has just consistently been getting better at drums. Well, he practices I think, so much. I have to imagine that does pay off. What I think it is, for, uh, one thing is that, you know, you mentioned he's restrained on self-titled, which is like because the, that's what the music needed, you know, or whatever. Like, like, right. a basic, like I miss this, you would have been garbage with like soloing. Up, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I think for this, he had more free reign because there's nobody really to... It was just him, almost by like just yeah. like I'm just gonna fucking play this like crazy, and that's that's gonna be it. Like I think that know? there's definitely an element too of him. I think he was frustrated, especially the way he's talked about the album mm-hmm. um, since it was recorded. I think there was a lot of frustration on his part with Tom's lack of involvement, mm-hmm. and maybe he's just getting that out on the drums. Yeah, you know, I mean, all the songs like it's, and I think it's. It's also a fact is that we hear, you know, I mean, just kind of rewind a little bit, is that we have Ooh, found yeah. out that <laughs> that through this, the process of this album is that they were all basically in separate rooms sending each other the songs. Well, in, were in Travis and Mark in separate rooms? Um, I don't think, I mean, I think they didn't necessarily, were always working straight together almost in a way because they were, you know, from what it sounded like, they yeah. were, you know. Well, and so the way this is recorded was uh, Travis was in L.A., uh, Mark was was he in London during he wasn't the, there yet? No. He, so he he was still in L.A. or at least he was like back and forth or something. I know he, he was going back and forth between um, uh, doing the show on Fuse. Mm. That's what he was doing. Yeah. So while he was in L.A. for the show on Fuse, he did the album. Or in New, in New York, he did the show for Fuse. And then, oh yeah, yeah. So when he was not doing the show, he'd he'd be in L.A. doing that. Mm-hmm. And then Tom was in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and that was for most of the album, but then for, I think, um, was it Up All Night, After Midnight? I think Natives, too. Yeah, Natives, and uh, that might be I it. don't think Up All Night sounds like it was the first song they did. That's what I read. Right, but but they the way they've talked about it, I got the feeling that they sort of like, we're back together, I feel let's like try and hash a- out a song idea, now let's record the album. I, yeah, I, I, I felt like, like the songwriting for Up All Night was separate from the rest of the album. Yeah. Um, just the way they've talked about it is well. He like, talks about like there's ideas he brought from this thing, like he brought from before, or like yeah. the song was all Tom, you know, and it just kind of like right sounded like they all did it separate, basically. I mean, I'm sure like th- they were in the studio together every once in a while. And well, the reason I think it was sort of separate from the rest of the album is I remember the lead up to this album. Um, but even before the album was announced, I think they had said the n- new single is going to be up all night. Like it, it was a long time where we knew the single would mm. be up all night and we knew that was the song they had written. Yeah. And, um, so I think, I, I think what happened is they got back together and they're like practicing old songs and like, I think this was the first one that they did sort of before any idea of an album, maybe they were just like, let's see if we can write in a song and, mm-hmm. and they did up all night. And, um, I think after that it was more um diffused than yeah than that yeah well then you said back to hearts all gone so you uh um that got released and you say you weren't crazy about the guitar and that i i agree that it seems like yeah the guitar and and it's a big problem and i think the whole album mm-hmm. um but it really suffered for songs like hearts all gone and mh 482011 mm-hmm. because they're very guitar driven and they kind of rely on like like dude ranch they're dude ranch songs you know mm-hmm. like all, in a way and um those have incredible guitar tones and mm-hmm. and the guitar tones of this sound to me like vi- super flat artificial like demos they sound like uh, plugging my guitar into my computer and using the garage band distortion effects mm-hmm. 
just sounds so limp, so so mid-range, mid-range and like digitized. Mm. Um, it it yeah. really stood out to me the first time I heard it, and 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 really did kind of like I liked it. I I still kind of like Hearts All Gone, um, especially yeah, that I think, bridge. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's one of my favorites for but sure. I think Mostly lyrical wise, I think that. So you have a lyric theory about Hearts All Gone. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think it might even be people think it might. Yeah, this no, is this isn't your lyrical theory. But, yeah. Um, well, I think it's, um, I, I mean, this is kind of talking about the whole album in general um, and the order of tracks and stuff. But I think Hearts All Gone is definitely, and I think a lot of people know this, that it sounds like it's about Tom, for one. Yeah. And it's, or at least somebody that's, you know, or, you know, someone in the same it situation. Sounds, it's like the lyrics, I'm with you. I mean, they they really sound like they're about Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, you have lines like, "You seem so sweet from the start, but this starts all wrong." Mm-hmm. You know, alluding to you know, Blink got back together because of a tragedy. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Um, yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like that's like the wrong reason. Travis even said that we shouldn't have got back together. You know, Cause right, it, right. Because he, he uh, and, and there's a lot of allusions of like the person that he's referencing in Hearts All Gone is like in it for the money mm-hmm. and that's something that everyone kind of thought has thought said now about thomas like yeah, he just yeah, yeah wanted it for the money and it's kind of hard it's kind of stinks i mean it's, of course that could be about like a relationship or whatever but yeah it's a relationship in a way and um just looking over the lyrics and and sort of from what i remember that do sound the most tom like i'm gonna go over real quick just like what i okay. i feel like are the uh, the best evidences for why don't i say this and you say like why you think it's about tom okay um so this your smoking tongue you, sorry your smoking tongue is the end of us all you only care about fame and fortune watching others tortured casting your reflection grocery store perfection um it maybe has something to do with trying to be like the biggest band in the world you know kind of thing i want to yeah, be what, what you did with angels and airwaves you know yeah. you and it's really funny grocery like, store the, perfection the, yeah it's kind of the idea grocery store perfection it's funny that they say that cuz like everyone's complaining that the new songs sound like that you know or something like that um yeah and uh it's funny cuz that song comes right before um wishing well which is a another referencing self-referential song. I feel right. like it is. And well, well. Before we get into yeah. wishing well, um, I want to say, I the I'm with you that I think it's really easy to apply this to Tom, and that I if this were a plus forty four album, I would think that. Mm-hmm. But I just I can't imagine like the balls. <laughs> To write this like on the album that I he's could see that he's it. on and and but okay here's here's where I'm I think here's the, where I'm I stuck. almost think the whole album is like Mark and Tom's back and forth in a way hmm. like I almost feel so like... so do you think do you think if this is about Tom and the album's Mark and Tom back and forth do you think Tom is aware of that does you think he knows it's about him I mean I have a friend personally that like that writes music and has written songs about another person in the band and has put it on like the CDs and really? stuff like that. And and they did it go over well? I mean not necessarily. <laughs> no, it didn't. But like they I mean they might not say directly that it's about Did them. did the did your friend uh, get replaced by Matt Skiba? <laughs> Yeah, that was my friend, <laughs> Mark Hoppus. Um, um but I I guess that's what I'm getting at is that I have to imagine like Either, you know, this is something too. either whether or not it's about Tom, I have to imagine if Tom's like looking at the lyrics of this, he 
there's an awkward conversation to be had of like maybe yeah because it was a single he's he played the song live you know yeah, he yeah. sang the lyrics i just have i have to imagine tom is not so dumb that he would be like hey, hey uh, hey mark uh can i talk to you no. about the lyrics of this song for a minute <laughs> i mean yeah i mean mark could just say no it's about this like you know like he could just say think, what's about anything you know you think that's you think he wouldn't just be like it's about you tom <laughs> I don't think you would. So, okay, so you think it is about Tom, and you think that Tom was in the dark about that fact. I almost think that Tom probably didn't even hear the song like before it came out. He played out. it live. He, <laughs> he sang it, you know? Well, he didn't sing anything. What is he singing this song? He just plays, played it. He, when, you, when you see videos of him live, he sings like backing for uh, the okay. vocal, uh, chorus and stuff. And, and I, I know, so what you're alluding, what Ryan is alluding to is that uh, <laughs> it's been revealed that Tom didn't listen to the masters of this, which is a huge bummer. Um, but I think you might be downplaying his, in, like, I think he is involved enough to I know. I think a lot. Like, to be he, aware of what's going on with the no, song. No, I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he did. And said, like, oh, well, shit. Like, you know, why yeah. not? Like, I mean, I, it's almost like a, like a, it's maybe a little bit of a pot shot, but I don't know. It's, it's not a pot shot. I mean, I think it's, he, I think it's an honest song about is, how Mark yeah. felt about Tom. And I think well, it's they lyrically about, uh, Mark's best moment on the album. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is that I remember before it coming out, they talked a lot about like the songs about out. like, you know, relationships ending, you know, type of thing. And you can project it onto them if you want to. And it might not be about them, but I think that, you know, um, with musicians, like it's hard to write songs. Like, n- no happy musician makes great songs. Right, and, <laughs> it's just a thing. And I'm sure that going through the Travis plane crash and the DJM um, fucking shit, yeah, and like the whole breakup, like you write about, like that's probably bringing Mark down. And he wrote it, like it. Maybe he didn't even know it was about Tom, and right. it yeah, comes across that way. That's that's the most sense you've made so far. <laughs> Well, it's about 30 minutes in. We should just get into it. Um, and speaking about the plane crash, the first song on this album, Neighborhoods, Ghosts on the Dance Floor. This is the first song on the new Blink album. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine you downloaded this off iTunes. That's what I did because that was the first way to hear it. I think I stole it. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. This is before Spotify. Some of us care about Blink and want to support them. I did buy Dogs Eating Dogs. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so, so Ghostland's Influence, the first song we hear, and, um, Travis has said he kind of, he enjoys it a lot. I think, I think he said it was his favorite song because he kind of thinks about DJM when he plays it. And, um, I I think they even played that one day after he died or something like that. I heard a lot of rumors too that, uh, Tom wrote this about Jerry Finn, which I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I really like the idea that it's about Jerry Finn. Yeah. And I think it enhances that song for me. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so what what do you think about the first song on that? What what, what are you thinking? Um, I don't necessarily love it. I don't hate it either, though. Um, uh, the thing is, I love about these first couple songs on this is mostly Mark's like kind of backup sort of thing going on. Yeah. Um, this song, uh, and the thing is, is a lot of them, uh, like it's it, this is kind of for the whole big picture. And it has to do with a lot of what Travis is drumming is and the, and the structure of each song is that it almost sounds like stuff that maybe tra- Tom, knowing about how uh, Angels and Airways stuff was recorded with like drum machines and then got someone going back and doing it. Yeah. I almost feel like that's what happened in a lot of these songs. I think it's 100% what happened. In the, um, in the commentary for this, Mark says that Ghost on the Dance Floor was a song that Tom brought 
pretty much done and they did the bridge and the um, backing vocals. Mm-hmm. And what I'm I'm pretty sure what happened with this and is sort of emblematic of one of the huge problems with the recording process of this album. Um, I think you got the same problem that happened. We don't need to whisper. I think Tom uh, programmed the drums, wrote the bass lines and everything, and he's just not a bassist or a, you know a drummer. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah. I think Travis was given a little bit, probably a little more free reign. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, and plus he's doing going, he's able to do crazy shit in those yeah. little tight little. But I think you anyway. do have moments of here where he sounds like Adam, you know? Bit, yeah, and I think it's. I think it might be weird to say he sounds like Adam. It's more just he sounds like Tom's program Jumbies. Well, it's one thing like almost every song I was just listening to recently has that build up to the in the end chorus. It's yeah. like the like the drums yeah. kicking up into gear, yeah. and it's almost every time in yeah. a way. And yeah. uh, and at the end of the song with the bridge sounds like almost like the. Um, I don't know. It reminds me of Angels and Airwaves in a way, even though it's different. I love that part of the song that it's almost that buildup that we have in like Valkyrie Missile or something like that, where it's like this song that kind of goes through the whole thing. And at the very end, it peaks. Yeah, so it's not, um, I, I don't, I don't like that song, but I think you like it more than I. Yeah, do. I actually, it's probably my second favorite song on the album. Oh wow! Um, I really, I like it. I think what for me kind of excites me about it and makes me think of. I wish they went more in this direction, as I think it really it had a lot of AVA in it, but I think it had the good parts of AVA. I think it had mm-hmm. the dynamic. Um, really anthemic parts of AVA without any of the cheesiness or the repetitiveness, and mm-hmm. it combined it with the energy of Blink, and and you really see that in what's this album's only real like riff, um, uh, in the in, in the in the beginning, mm-hmm. and it's a classic. Yeah, well, and it's a classic like Tom descending uh bass note riff, you know, dent well, one thing I I feel like that sound is throughout the whole album almost, and it's, it's in some of the Angels and Airwaves stuff of his like the light like and I feel like it's a little like everything's magic, but a little bit more balls than everything magic has. It's also the same type of tone thing that's going on in like Wishing Well and stuff, right? Like it's a right, yeah. But I think it's I think it's um. Wishing Well, for to me, me one of the old. one of the big know. problems with Wishing Well for me is it doesn't sound very full. Like I wish there was an additional guitar track in it. And mm-hmm. for this one, I thought there was enough other things like the bells and, and synth stuff that it, it really sounded interesting to me. Um, I like the lyrics. I like that it's about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I like the bridge. And maybe it's because it's the first song in the album. I haven't heard it a bunch, but I like how for me when I hear Ghost on the Dance Floor, the bridge is really exciting. Yeah. And it sounds like the song is just on the verge of falling apart and mm-hmm. you have this cool moment where it, it kinda brings it back. It just back. like just right away brings it back and you add the synth. Um and um part of the chorus that I love is those mark harmonies, yeah, which I wish were higher in the mix. That's I it baffles <laughs> my mind that they recorded this harmonies these harmonies and buried them so deep. I feel like it's so hard to hear and they're so like it, it really elevates. Yeah. The it really brings them together. I think it's like, I found you ghost tonight. What is it? Uh, um, yeah. Felt you here tonight. There's something else. I don't know that he, uh, that's not the, the parts that Mark sings though, isn't it? 
Isn't it like, um, I'll never leave you here or something like that? Well, no, no and, and all, maybe you just, so it, it's, it is really buried, but in the oh. chorus and every chorus, Mark is in the background, just singing along. With oh, Tom. I'm thinking of the evidence is cared for and evidently clear. clear. Yeah. That. So he comes in again there, but, um, I love that part. Yeah. So have you heard, do you know what I'm talking about then? Like, have you heard the Mark harmonies in the chorus? Like when it's just like I felt you here tonight. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, and he's in the background like I felt you here tonight. You know. Yeah. Um, I love it when they do it live. That's my favorite part, and I wish it was louder. Something I'm really excited about about California is it sounds like they're cranking the vocals up on mm-hmm. those harmonies. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't understand. Like <laughs> this is something I talk about. Like in my own music that I make is like I don't understand the impulse to do something cool and then bury it in the mix. Like, <laughs> do something cool, bring it up, show everyone how cool it was. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, for me, it was a strong point and sort of. I think, but I was. It sounds like we were both sort of in the same boat of like this is definitely AVA. Yeah. Maybe me. I which kind of is, thought of which it in makes a positive sense because that's the type of music he wanted to make, and it you know right. he's kind of bringing it into this, and yeah, and I think. It, well, and like, I think too we should establish we were both about on the same page. I think with AVA where they've like they've done cool stuff, but we basically don't like them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just um, it's missing everybody else. So for me, it was a very positive surprise that I liked this song, mm. and um, I do think it stands out as still the best example of Tom bringing that AVA sound and trying to incorporate in Blink. I don't think he did it better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next song we get into is Natives, which, yeah. so this is, this is one of a few songs that in Mark said in the commentary, they just did base off of a Travis drum beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you can tell that for sure. Uh, and you get, uh, like an Eminem's Cheshire riff. Yeah. I, a lot of people really like this song a lot and, um, I like where it's going and I feel like it was almost there in my opinion. I think that riff's really cool. But I feel the like the guitar tone is kind of shitty, though. It, there, it just, something's missing. I think it's almost like there needs to be another guitar. I don't know. There's, it, it feels like flat to me in a way. I agree. Like the, I think like a lot of it the is drums the tones or something. I think a lot of it is, the, and it's a problem throughout the this album is that the, this is, te- this is a horribly produced album, I think. Um, mm. I think the the drums sound good. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. <laughs> you know, praising Travis. I mean, obviously, I'm. I don't think he produced the drums, but for whatever reason, I think the drums sound great. I think the bass and the guitar both just sound like they were just yeah. plugged into a the garage bass. Animals can't even hear the bass. Like, and uh, when you can, it, it just sounds so. Flat. You just hear boo. It sounds you like don't hear it sounds like the farty bass, like boo. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't sound like you're pumping it out of some amps. You know, which is something that pre Blink has always sound like, and post Blink has always. Post this, I think Blink is mm-hmm. sounding like. Yeah. Um, I really like uh Mark's like I'm just a bastard child. Yeah, the chorus the chorus. But when he comes in the chorus, that was when I was like, All right, yeah, well, I'm, me too. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down, I'm down with, with this album. <laughs> but then my worst fa- my, I think my one of my least favorite things about the let album. Let me go, go, so let me go, go, let me go let me go, go, so let me go, go, let me go, go. I know bad. people might like that. I that's my I don't. least favorite thing. I don't either. You brought it to my attention the other day, and I have like not been able to unhear it <laughs> because first, I mean, for once, it's like it just seems like lazy for some reason. Lazy on Mark's part, which yeah. we're not really used not to. Used to that. No. He's usually stepping up. You know. I feel like it would have been better. This is his love is dangerous moment on the album. Yeah, that's it. 
That's a good point, right? There. You know, and in the same way that Love is Dangerous starts out as a badass song yeah. <laughs> and, and is ruined by just love. <laughs> it just, all the energy gang. dies yeah. out of it. And this then, is this is the same thing. We're just like it's just same. good. I mean, I really God, yeah, that song is God, almost God. there. Like yeah. it's crazy because it's like yeah. I think just with a little more polish. Uh, Which is been. so much of this album for me. Just like a little bit more. This this to me. Um, in an alternate world where Mark and Matt were talking about the 30 songs they threw away or what, you know, the albums worth of material they threw away in prep for California. I feel like this would be that album. Yeah. yeah, Like this, this is what I imagine that sounding like this kind of like, it sounds like a demo for, okay, before we do the real album, let's like figure out what blink is going to be now, you know? And, and and this album really much, there's probably not any extra tracks for this. Like this is just what they, that's what they've always done though. They've never done any extra tracks, but I mean, just like they didn't, yeah, like I feel like they just had trouble scraping together a full album's worth of music almost in a way for this. So I think, um, so we've talked about the singles well, up all night and hearts all gone Mm -hmm. sandwiched between those is, um, after midnight, probably the best song on the album. That's what I was going to say. That's my favorite. (laughs) This to me sounds like the most complete. It sounds like a blink song. This is the only song on the album that sounds like a, it sounds to me. Like 100% what blink would have kind of made, you know, like a blink 182 album (laughs) or blink with two song. I, I remember reading a review of this song, um, years ago, you know, when it came out and it had the phrase that stuck with me ever since about this song is I can't believe it took blink 20 years to write this song. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it sounds so, it, it really captures the, the essence of blink and the way that it sounds so effortless. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it, just a simple little song. Like a little, like a, you know, it's another relationship gone wrong thing. And now I like, this is not probably what the song's about at all. I think a lot, of, I don't know if it's a relationship gone wrong song. It's like at the end of his relationship, I think. And for me now, I thought it was about a friend. I think it's about friendship more than. Uh, or it well, could be, but the, you know, we'll, we'll sleep arm in arm in the stairwell. I don't know, but yeah, you sleep an arm in arm in the stairwell with your girlfriend. That's like a that's like a buddy thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I I you you're just proving my point of what, what I'm trying to get to. With okay. This. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but it almost to me is uh, like all right. So one thing about this is that in the Mark Coppice, um little uh, commentaries for this. He says that uh, Travis did this cool beat and they're like, and they looped it so yeah, you can this, write the songs. This and Natives were both based off entirely Travis's beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a really cool, like crazy hi hat beat. It's a, it's a, it's, this is, this is another example too of like um, in the Untitled album, he, so, she, he showed so much restraint mm-hmm. and really just focused on cool beats Mm -hmm. and this is a little bit back to that it's not like he's kind of shredding in these other ones or the drama colon are shredding yeah yeah, yeah. but this one is more (laughs) restrained like it's it's just a really dope beat yeah 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 this still beats a dope (laughs) dope beat remember that just this is a total off tangent but it's like uh when uh dave Chappelle (laughs) talking about um kanye working with kanye oh yeah yeah and he said that like it was like kanye's like (laughs) they're like uh uh no, no, no. It was a season. Sorry. Talking yeah, yeah. About it. He, he comes and he's like listening to 808s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking this of Dave Chappelle saying like, oh, I'm hanging out with Dave Chappelle looking at skits no one's ever seen before. He's like, because my life is, <laughs> my life is dope or whatever he says. Life is and dope I don't and do, and I do, shit. do dope shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the beats are dope. <laughs> and they decide like, 
it sounded like Mark and Tom decided on a theme together to write like a song, and they went in separate rooms. It sounded like they were like, let's do the feeling this thing again. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to get to, because that was in the liner notes for feeling this. I always yeah. thought that was so cool, because it brings a crazy dynamic of right. like, two separate songwriters. And I almost think this is a song of them writing about each other. Like That's how I picture it now, even though I don't think it is. I now think about this. And it, it makes it better just thinking it is. It makes it even better. Even if it's not. It makes an even better song. That It's almost like... Um, oh, I like that. Isn't it make it cool? Like It's almost thinking of them... It, that's why this whole album is. It's almost like this war between these two guys uh, with this fucking crazy-ass motherfucker in the middle just drumming like crazy. And <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that was intentional? Do you think they were like kind of talked about it? I don't know. I hope... So. I kind of... Maybe, like in a way... I mean, it's definitely about, yeah, you're right, friendships coming in. I mean, they've end. definitely shown a willingness to write songs that are directly about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have, on the Plus 44 album, No It Isn't, and on the We Don't Need Whisper album, Start the Machine. I mean, those yeah, are yeah, obviously yeah. songs about each other. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there is that precedent set for it. But to me, I we have, I don't know. It's just like the balls it would take to write <laughs> like songs attacking each other on the same album. It's not even a song, it's not but, even but they're attacking. It's just like, right. Yeah. But just even commenting on it and being like that meta it's, it does make it interesting. And, and it does. the lyrics are written in a way that it makes sense. It does. And also <laughs> it's almost like, you know, playing dark side of the moon to weird, <laughs> to the wizard of Oz. Um, I'm well, no, like, I don't think it's even, I don't think it's that crazy because oh. the album's called fucking neighborhoods yeah, and yeah. and they said in interviews that it's about the idea of being separate people and mm-hmm. they really set up the album in this way that it is about different people coming together. So setting up the album in those terms, it, it makes sense that you would have songs about the other person and conflicts about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like for I'm instance, actually. The more I'm thinking about this, the more I think this might have been intentional. It could have been, yeah. You know, wishing. So, so you got wishing well following up Hearts Still Gone, which is. Well, I was going to talk about some of the lyrics after midnight, but I guess I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, go. For, but I guess we're well, I want to kind of say like for that, like I mean, it was something I've complained about with Tom's lyrics as of late. I feel like this one is really great because it almost um, it's referencing all the blink stuff. Well, well, not for wishing well, but for after midnight. Also. No, but it doesn't doesn't. After after midnight references well, a little bit stuff. like at least about somebody just wanting to like get out and uh, the thing is is that he um it like what I something I've complained about is that his lyrics have been really just like big and not about anything but this one is one that does and it's almost just like he starts off you know I can't get my feet off the ledge uh, but um and uh, I just love the idea like those little you're driving me crazy. Like that's not something we've seen him do before. In a right. Way. Well, way I, I, I want to say real quick, the lyrics in this do definitely directly reference blink songs. Like there's like Easter eggs in this. Have what you heard it? about this? What is it? What? Oh, okay. So, um, it's the second verse that Tom does. Um, it's, let me see. I can't find the best in all of this. So that's all of this. Uh, but I'm always looking out for you. What's that? Um, oh, wait, because you're the one I miss. So I'm always looking out for you because you're the one I miss. I miss mm. you. Um, and it's driving me crazy. Um, so there's like that little, little, like all of this and then I miss you thing. Cool. Well, do you think that's self, uh, referencing Blink? I think yeah. it's referencing, referencing those songs, yeah. All right, all right. He's got, he's got, in the same like little thing, I can't find the best in all of this, but I'm always looking out for you because you're the one I miss. 
Okay. I, like I all miss right, you yeah, and all of this. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think that's what he's doing. I yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. referencing Blink. That's cool. Yeah, I think it, it might be totally. And it's almost just like um, like just songs about just like you know fighting and stuff, but still coming together to try to make something of it. And it's great. It's it's a really great song. Yeah, and I think it's um, the one I probably play the most of of all these songs. I think. I think there's an element too of like the best thing for me about the song is it's it's one of those things that um. I talked a bit about our rabbit hole discussion where I compared it to wasting time and, and how wasting time I love lyrics because it's just a, at the end of the day, like it's just a song I really relate to. Mm-hmm. And um, there's something about just like a, a really simple, fun, uh, the music in this is great. I love the guitar licks. You know, it has this kind of like vague nostalgia y feel, not even to blink, but just like it sounds kind of like wistful mm-hmm. um, sound to it. So there's something that, you know, you're always going to get me with a wistful, simple <laughs> song about drinking with friends. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like there's something that divorced from all the blink drama and everything that might have been going on in the infighting, whatever. Just the idea of like a little fun, sweet with the tinge of sad, yeah, a tinge of melancholy song about getting drunk with a friend. Like that's classic blink. You know, that is that yeah. is blink, you know, and that's um, something that I liked about it. And some it's I think the reason that I come back to this song in a way I don't come back to you with the rest of this album. Yeah. You know, like there's times I, I want to listen to this that don't have anything to do with me wanting to check out, you know, oh, let's go back and listen to Neighborhoods again. You know, this is something that I'm like... It's on like playlist of songs that like, you know... Yeah, I think songs. it really rises above the rest of this album in a way. It sounds so cohesive. Just like the planet's kind of aligned for all the, you know, right. their recording process. And I don't think it's any coincidence it's one of the ones they wrote together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the same room. And... um. It's the one that sounds to me, this sounds like a Blink song. Mm-hmm. Totally. So what, um, I, I do want to move on, but before we go to the next, you know, more stuff, I, I kind of said what I thought made this a quintessential Blink song is the lyrics. What what about you? What makes you say that this is more Blink than the other stuff? And almost the thing is, is that it doesn't necessarily sound too much like a Blink song. I mean, as far as like stuff they've done before in a way, like we've never seen like, dun it dun it Um... <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know. It just I think it is lyrically and it the back and forth lyrics, it's about something. Um I know, it just it hits all the right things for me, at least for this point of blink. Like I think it's a like this almost for in a way, you know, Mark said on Up All Night shows like where Blink's at. I think this song even does it more than that in a way. I, I think Up All Night might more accurately show where Blink was at. Mm. I think this is probably a better song, but mm. I think Up All Night is really representative of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, but I think like as far as maybe like this seems personal, you know, yeah, in a way. So yeah, I um uh so the other just to close the book on after midnight. The uh, bridge on that is hands down my favorite moment of the album. It's just this really simple, pretty guitar line. It reminds me of uh, what's my age again? You know, like yeah. Um, I hope that was Tom. You know, I want to hope that I know he did not do a lot of the guitar in this and I want to hope that that was <laughs> I think it is it sounds like him like, I want to hope like the way the rest of the song does uh, yeah I, it sounds like him you know like, so wow, wow, I just want to hope there was still some Tom guitar movements I liked on this you mm-hmm. know um so after this we so this for me snake charmer this is the end of the album typically for me I I when I go back to it this is what I listen to I think this album is really front loaded with it I think it puts its best foot forward I think so too I and was... I think it's a steep decline after 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 midnight yeah um so snake charmer I uh, I, I have something I want to say about snake charmer um 
I think the intro to Snake Charmer um, is one of the coolest moments in the album. Yeah, totally. you have this thing where it's like this, like drum and bass. It's cool, straight. Out, it's a Cure song. It's most cure, cure. It's Cure. It's just straight up disintegration, and then it just turns into Boxcar Racer yeah, yeah, yeah. with the like like that sounds so much like Boxcar Racer, and I'm like, I just remember listening to it. I was like, yes, yes, this is it. This is like my probably gonna be song. my favorite song. And then the verse comes in, and it sounds like Linkin Park. I mean, <laughs> and you have, I think, the worst vocal delivery of Tom. Like, his singing is really bad. I felt a stutter and a razor. And it's like, like, and you have those, like, razor. Linkin Park, like, harmonics, like, boom, boom, you know, <laughs> on the guitar. And uh, I think you have there's a lot of bad lyrics in this album on the part of Tom and a little bit marked because they're sort of about nothing. Mm-hmm. And this one is about something, but it's like, Ooh, like I think Blink has always had, and Tom, especially mostly Tom has had the elements in the songs that are a little bit like, uh, like misogynistic. And I've like fire in the snow. <laughs> well, you think this one does mis- misogynist lyrics, in this song, uh yeah so well you have <laughs> stuff like has, it, well you have stuff like dumpweed right where it's like i need a girl that i can train i mean it's something that has been talked about in retrospect about enema yeah and i definitely like obviously it's there it it doesn't um it, it it's something that uh I, I you know i i i think because Tom has sort of like expressed regret about it, it hasn't prevented my enjoyment of mm-hmm. it because, you know, he said like, yeah, I feel bad about the lyrics of Dumpweed. So it, it makes me feel kind of I better about it. I really like it. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I guess I'm a fucking... Well, and I think there's some times where... I hate women, I guess. No, you, no. <laughs> I, but I think I, I think there's also an appropriate place to sometimes in a breakup or something, you want to indulge in a little bit of mm-hmm. unfair sentiments mm-hmm. to someone else, you yeah. know, and, and there's something to be gained from that. But um, I think this one kind of goes like full board. Why, why do you say that? Well, the lyrics are, I like the good girls like to sin like line. I think that's a good, that's a good idea for, or a good uh, line. I, I wrote down good girls like to sin is not why I thought it was misogynistic, but as like, God, is this like a hot topic slogan? <laughs> like I just imagine a good, hot topic good, teacher. Maybe, yeah. Good girls like to sin. Good like girls that like to sin. I kind of like that. For I'm some a good reason. girl. Like to sin. there's like for me, the I, good girl, and, and that's not why I think that uh, it wasn't I, that line. I don't know, that sounds like a classic blink song, uh, lyric to me in a way. Good girls they like to sin. Good girls that like to sin for some reason just it's I think that's maybe what he built the whole song around. Well, yeah, maybe. Um and it's maybe it's just a case of him not really thinking these through. Mm. But he basically talks about um women how you need to snake charmer like mm. as like a woman and how they're deceitful and how you need to wa- watch out for women mm-hmm. and comparing Adam and Eve and like how Adam was fucked over by Eve. <laughs> which is like, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm just like flashing back to like my undergrad classes and they're like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Adam and Eve is actually uh, meant to be sort of, you know, there's a lot of things to get from it, but one of the big things it was trying to get across was the uh, sexism and, and, you know, how men are better than women and women just sort of lie and cheat. And that is like one thing you can get from this. And and it was just like flash forward to 2011. Tom DeLonge is like, what I got from Adam and Eve is like, don't trust women, <laughs> you know? And it, 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 like to see I don't know, him, like it's like, I, it might, it's, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just like an idea of a first song, you know, yeah. in a way. Like, I, I, I guess, you know, maybe it's just it wasn't well, for me, it wasn't well thought out enough or mm. executed well enough that, um, like at it, the end, it, I wasn't like, able it's to. It's okay, though. I love women. <laughs> like, yeah. It say it, yeah. <laughs> like, it, just the, I, I don't know. Um, it just, uh, it rubbed me the wrong way, I guess, in the way that the other songs he has had that are a little bit like that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it went just a little bit too far for me to go with. Um, I don't love that song, but there's it's one of just that moments of really great things that happen in the, in the music. I think like, I agree. I love the beginning of that song. Um, The chorus actually toward the the end becomes like, there's another guitar that comes in and it pulls the whole thing together. And it was what the whole rest of the song was missing in a way. It's there's like an old school blink, blink riff happening toward the end of the song. Right. And uh, it really comes together. And uh, and I kind of like, for some reason, that good girls like to sin. Like, I think he should have said like maybe once or something like that. Like, he says it maybe too many times in the song. <laughs> real quick, uh, the, the line about Adam and Eve, I, I just want to look it up right, real quick. It was, when Eve was on Adam's mind, he was the first to go. <laughs> Oh, um, and then there, there's this beautiful bit of poetry. She creeps up like a spider and wants you deep inside her. <laughs> she turns you into stone. No, yeah, I don't, I don't like the lyrics. Well, of that song well, that well so what the, the lyrics really are is he is going back to, he is sort of referencing all the mythologies of women being bad. He mm-hmm. references Medusa. Yeah. Uh, you know, Adam and Eve, and uh, yeah, so, me of like like recent Weezer lyrics or something in a way. Oh God, I've well, I have a well documented dislike <laughs> for recent Weezer lyrics, and it I, it does kind of remind me of um uh that what was that girl song? Uh, they it was did? Cleopatra. No, not Cleopatra. I love uh, Cleopatra though. Uh, no, the um the, on their latest one, thank God for girls. Oh yeah, it kind of yeah. reminds me, of, which I. I don't understand like the lyrics. Either, no. Lyrics. I mean, it's again the songs is fine. Whatever. The lyrics. It's just like God. I can't. Um, but yeah, it's that for me is such a bummer of a song because that beginning is so cool mm-hmm. and the outro. So, what do you think about the outro? The outro is cool too. Um, it was Travis and Chris Georgian who just like programmed the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like the, the, I'm saying like the the core. Like, there's also that bass line that's like ding. It's kind of goes down the the. Yeah. The neck a little bit, yeah. That kind of happens. I forget how exactly it goes, but that well, that there's a guitar too. line at the end that's like dun 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 dun. Is like the really big chorus effect that there there really there is like, like a another guitar that comes in toward the end that just is really just like cure. saves the song yeah. in a way. Um, no, it's it's even before that. It's like the um, actually like during like the good girls that like to sin, mm-hmm. and then you have like Mark like ah yeah. That song was great be good. addition. Yeah, that's a good addition to the like song. Like the thing is, is I think it's those verses. It's another case of what you don't like about the adventure of just like it loses all its energy in the chorus, yeah. and that song kind of has that in a way where I think it. Can you imagine? Been so you have that intro, you have that booming, you know, riff. That's the chorus riff, but just none, none of the vocals, and then it cuts to what is basically it just cuts in like nothing. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if it had cut to just a drum beat that was just fast and the tempo of the song like like and maybe the like vi- guitar. violence or something like that maybe like you know how, <sighs> like where it's just guitar like six god. balls went down the drain like like oh my god you're right that's that, what it this done. this could have been that yeah ooh that upsets me <laughs> like it shouldn't have anything it just should have been just like <laughs> 
off. Yeah, or they yeah. could have gone back to maybe the tone of that for beginning of the song with like the cool Cure thing. Yeah, that. Oh man, can you imagine like Tom singing over some Cure guitar lines? That'd be so. And fun. then it goes back, and then instead of like a because you could lean into what. I think is the way to make Tom's voice work in this day and age is have him be kind of a Robert Smith-esque thing. Mm-hmm. It'd fit more with that. Yeah. So, okay. That's so, one of those songs that I think with a songwriter or a producer would have probably came out great. Yeah. yeah. It, that's the kind of thing like Feldy was in the room. I think he would have turned that into magic. Yeah. That, like there's a, a core yeah. in there. It's something that comes up time and time again in this album is you have these moments that are great and then they just kind of get bogged down in, uh, I don't know it's lazy songwriting or what, but um, it, it's frustrating to hear, you know, moments in these songs that are so great and kind of the rest of it yeah. doesn't really follow up on that. Yeah. It's, so, it's like so, blue balls. <laughs> blue. Yeah. Um, then you get in the hearts all gone. After yeah. That. And the hearts all gone interlude is pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool to hear that that's, and you can sing along to that interlude because it's just a slow version of the song. Yeah. And it is really, it, that's their most cure sounding. I mean, this is like Mark is like, I, he wrote it. You know, I have to imagine he's like, oh, I'm going to write a disintegration song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially after, you know, um, the last one, you know, that had a cure vibe to it. Snake right. Charmer. Yeah. Know? No, I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy Hearts All Gone. I agree that there's something missing in that guitar, but I it's still I think that's written really well. It's one of Mark's best parts. I think it's the lyrically best song on the album. Yeah. You know, maybe that or After Midnight. Um, After Midnight I think might be more, but um this is definitely one of the highlights, um, lyrically, but I don't know if musically it is for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um because it because it's kinda simple. And the drums are so crazy, though. The know? drums are crazy. The drums are pretty. That breakdown is really sweet. That breakdown or that that sounds like that 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 like way that uh, Mark seems like he writes guitar parts has like this like bam 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 bam. Yeah, like it kind of does. Yeah, that we've talked of, about this off mic. He did like on plus forty four a lot yeah. kind of thing. It just like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just two chords going back and forth. Yeah. It's like, fun. It's fun as hell. <laughs> I love the way he he does it. It's 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 really cool. Wishing well is yes. the next song. That's so. This is like a fan favorite. It is. Yeah. Um, I don't like this song. <laughs> I think um, when the moot song came, the album came out. It was probably my least favorite song too. Yeah. It, it, this is to me the one that or felt it was most one of my least favorite. Ava like this felt like everything's magic or it something. It does. Yeah. You know? Straight up. But I do like. Um, it, it it's Tom actually seems like he wrote about something and it's about uh, kind yeah, of Blink. I think it's him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's about, about him, him, which is great. Yeah. Well, that, so that's kind of, it's made me like the song more. Why do you think that this has become um, a song that people like, you know, more than the others? Um, It might have the fact that it has references to Blink songs, you know, like we have, uh, you know, Wishing Well and um, what else? It's a carousel, right? It's referencing that. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Carousel has a line about like uh, yeah. wishing well. Um, isn't there another one? Stop to think out of wishing well. Yeah, talk to me on a carousel. Yeah. Um, I yeah I uh, and then like reached for a shooting star, it burned a hole in my hand. It's almost like referencing himself as far as like reaching for the stars, or right? Up, you know, to the stars. And then it like it fucking burned. Really? Him, yeah, which is kind of interesting because it's like he's still self reflective. Yeah, like it's you don't really see that from Tom a lot. Yeah, you don't like him kind of like uh kind of saying. I, th- his I thought you saw that a bit in the uh, Start the Machine documentary, which I liked a lot. You yeah, know, I liked seeing that aspect of him that I thought Dave Kennedy kind of brought out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of just like talking about his failures in a way. Which yeah, kind and of- there is that part of that to me is the best part of the song is this sort of 
Um, and even divorced from Tom, I think it's always just endearing to hear a person talk about their failures and sing about it in an earnest way. Yeah. And that is definitely a cool thing about this song and something that's unique about it. And I, I, you know, if that's why people like it, I'll give them that, you know, I think that's, that's a cool lyrically and everything in the element of the song. And I think it does kind of capture a little bit of the, uh, the, the blink essence of combining happiness and anxiety, um, Mm -hmm. and like energy. It has, you know, it has that for sure. But um, for me, what kills it is that that does not sound good. I don't think Tom's, um, I don't think the melody is good and that he sings, you know, really. Ex- uh, and I think the guitar is just awful. I, I think it's really bad. Yeah, I don't like that That little, his. he kind of got doing that thing a lot. That, wah, yeah, wah, it's the wah, same. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, and you know, for me, the first time I heard it, it, you know, I like Ghosts on the Dance Floor, but this was like, oh, okay, here we go again. It's on other songs, too. I'm trying to think. Maybe it's Angels and Airwaves stuff. It's kind of Everything's Magic kind of has that vibe to it. and I don't know. Um, Yeah, it's not one I go back to, really, but I do like what the lyrics are I like the sentiment, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but I I just think the execution For some reason, the... um, the chorus on that and that's about either in a way. Like, yeah, it, it kind of doesn't washed I feel, up I, along the shore. Like, for some reason, that's like weird to me. I feel like know. it should be more intense than it is, you know? Like, I, I don't know. It just kind of I never, it feels like it's always building something to, and never really gets there. In mm-hmm. a way that even up all night, it does, you know? It does have that like explosive chorus and outro. And this kind of is always like, building and building and yeah you know i never really i don't think we get where we're trying to go to yeah and it's kind of becomes kind of repetitive too you know especially because it's just like da da da's and the chorus for the rest of the song for most of it yeah yeah um so and is kaleidoscope after this um i believe so yes kaleidoscope so this is something that it's another song that I, you know, and I, I hate to sound so negative, but um, I like I said, I think this album is sort of front loaded, and I think uh, the the it's second ca- half is not as great. Uh, but Kaleidoscope is another one that I remember at the time a lot of people really dug. I still do. I mean, it's probably. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's awful. I think really? it's. I think it's uh, one of the worst, the low points on the album. Why, why do you hate that? Don't like it so much. I think it's the most Frankenstein song. Um, I can agree I, with it that. just sounds like it just sounds like um none of the parts go together it, it sounds like um you know people just here you write this guitar lick I'll email it over you write this drum like you write this bass lick um in a way that none of them sound it, it doesn't sound like a song to me it just sounds like a mesh of a bunch of parts and, and True, when like, Tom comes that. in I think his voice just like does for not some reason sound to good. me that's the most best Tom part in the album Oh, I really disagree. I don't know his why. voice, that's one part of the album. The only part I can think of that it's obvious his voice is auto-tuned. Yeah, I can um, see that. First time that I worry, you know, like you you can I'll maybe Journey. I'll maybe I'll drop it in here, but there's moments in that song where um it, it's the only some reason part of the album that which definitely sounds like a Mark uh yeah, which I'm sure it was, and it sounds cool. Like I'm I'm with you there, and like dun 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 dun, and like and that little like you know that little cool riff comes in. The lyrics are kind of fun um when Mark comes in, but then when Tom comes in, like it's the first time that I'm worried. Um. I, I'm not saying the song is bad entirely because of Tom, but I think it's not good, and it also just sounds like a 
different song. Like it just sounds it like does, you just yeah. like skip to like a like oh shit did I accidentally skip to the next <laughs> song or something on this? For like some it, reason that like, just it, and and the way it's so abrupt to me, I just like I, I can't help but just like imagine like just Tom like shoving Mark off of a microphone <laughs> and like, it's the first time that I'm worried, <laughs> which is kind of what I liked about it. That's how I think I pictured it. Is this I guess like I pictured it that way? Just it was a negative for me, but maybe a positive for you. <laughs> like it's almost yeah, like it's. Like it, um, in a way that feeling this is almost like in a way like like two separate kind of aspects of the same coin. Uh, feeling this though is, God, it's a, it it's is a, a lot. Br- better. It's yeah. a brilliant it's song like though. T- but but the magic of feeling this is it, it was able to take those two distinct sounds and somehow combine. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And yeah. this just really doesn't for me. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Like I. So I agree. Is this, is this? You said the second half isn't is great for you. Is this sort of like where it comes back a little bit? For a you? little. It yeah. It had. Um. I. I kind of now I'm not as into that song as I was. I think it was the first one that I was like about like when it came out. Yeah, I remember when this came out. You were like that kaleidoscope though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it just it kind of brought home a lot of things I liked about Blink and stuff. I think. Yeah. And and, and maybe well, the device of maybe it was what I needed it. at the time or something like that. Yeah. But now it's gone on the way to After Midnight. But it, at the time, it was my favorite for a long time. Well, I think maybe this is your ghost on the dance floor. You know, yeah. like I, I know most people don't really like that song. See, and I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and it was a time for me. But I have also that was my favorite song. And now it's After Midnight. I think that for, I, I don't know why that that Tom thing I like that first like <laughs> just like him kind of yeah he's like it's almost like the Kool Aid Man popping first time the, <laughs> I'm worried like that would make a great music video like if if like, uh, I, that's kind of fine I think what really kills it for me though is um so he does that he's like first time I'm worried and it's like the drums are going bad dream mm-hmm. of journey and then there's that part where it just like really dives out of the energy and gets really extra auto-tony where it's like first time don't worry uh, no saw here no help here you know like <sighs> you, you know what i'm talking about uh, silent no help here yeah uh, nobody came running up by my side <laughs> um i don't know i like it um and then like and then i like that like um dun, dun, like that little pause dun, 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 dun. The only thing is, is that kind of like uh, it. A lot of the freaking um, drum bridges are kind of similar, yeah. I think, to it. But it, for some reason, I like it in this one. Yeah, and then and it goes back to it. And then I think like there could have been if they were going for this thing of like this kind of competing lyrical thing that's going on. I almost think they should have even went more crazy with it. If yeah. like away, <laughs> that that'd be fun. <laughs> like. Like actually, like having like weird noises and stuff in between, like <laughs> sections or something like that, <laughs> like uh, like violence again. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. So after this, after Kaleidoscope, is that when we get MH? Um. Four eighteen twenty eleven. Not quite. It's this is home. This is home. Ooh, this is another low point for me. Yeah. Um. I think it's one of those that like. Was yeah like a like a demo good idea type of thing and it just sounds really... like so much like um, Lots of people seem do they like this song does it seem like a favorite I think I've heard people say that they like it that it sounds like um like a little bit take, take off your pants, pants. And, and I I agree with that but I think it sounds like kind of mixed with always it's like an always mixed with uh, I say this you know with 
the best of, you know, I feel good about me and you as songwriters, but I feel like it's what if, if we tried to write like a take off mm. your pants jacket song, you know, you know, I feel like it's like, um, <laughs> it is, it is, it is objectively sounds like a take off your pants and jacket song kind of, you know, mm-hmm. but it just sounds like it just has none of the energy and yeah, the soul it's, it is, is gone. Yeah, there's no energy. Heart's like the gone, lyrics right? are, yeah, hearts all gone. Like the lyrics are just like, this is home. Do you want to let go? Like, could you get more generic and like, yeah. Like it seems like it, yeah. It, it just it, it seems like him just like you know I can write a blink song. You know? Exactly that that and and that's the way I. It, it just seems so forced. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of New World in that way where, or um, uh, Circle Jerk Pit that the Tom did. That, well, that was that kinda, just, well, I was thinking more of that that uh, what was it the Golden Showers in California? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, all that too. I mean, just the it, it definitely felt like yeah, I can write a Blink song. Let me show you, I can still do it. And um, you know, maybe he can, but just like if you're going with it with that mindset, it just kind of saps all the fun out of it. You said that you like those little claps, though. Yeah, those are fun. And then there's also Mark kind of like comes in a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Do well. It's it's a composite do song. Like I li- I like this more than I do um, Kaleidoscope. I like it more than I do Snake Charmer. Um, maybe maybe even more than Up All Night. Um, <laughs> I I don't think it's great. Um, it's it's a competent song. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's a fun little song, but um, it just lacks the the heart that you know. It almost to me um, this this is like a in the way that like. You know, Blink was around, and then he had like Phoenix TX bands like that that were like for me kind of similar, but didn't have quite the the magic of of mm-hmm. Blink. This felt like one of those songs to me. Yeah, it just it not like this sounds like a Phoenix TX song or a, you know whatever. But yeah, it kind of seems like like a, like a leftover take off your pants um, song that kind of like oh this isn't as good good enough to put on the album. Yeah. It, but it was neat to hear them sort of going back to that sound a bit, and yeah, and, and mixture, slightly updated, mix, yeah, mixed with like sort of like kind of the, the cure synth again, cure synth, yeah. I think it, yeah, it's something almost that like maybe just could have been like maybe lyrically that's the problem with the song, you know? yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the lyrics are really about that, and they kind of mi- make your brain immediately go to like oh so they're trying to make an old timey blink song yeah i'm like this is home yeah you know? oh this is home is it tom um, it's yeah maybe you're putting it that <laughs> way it, it sounds like aging rock stars yeah maybe if way. it was about something else i wouldn't feel the same way but um as the way it is it it, it just comes off as really forced to me mm. um that's kind of a bummer and it is it is a fun little song yeah there's, i mean yeah there's like some good things it's not a bad song by any means and the way that some of the other songs i think are it just feels like a yeah like a beat like a b-side or just like something that just yeah like leftover well you know another one that to me sounds like a b-side is mh4 18 2011 yeah you don't like this one either i like it more uh than this is home um what about kaleidoscope i like it more than kaleidoscope uh, I I think this is another song that suffers from poor guitar tones, like mm. a lot. I mean, I think it just sounds bad. Like the the guitar in this again, it just sounds like I plugged my guitar into GarageBand. I, I know like, I've said this a lot, but that it's, it's I really think it affects songs that are so guitar driven mm-hmm. when you have the guitar not sounding great. Yeah, 
I mean, I really love like the beginning of it. Could I not let me in the beauty of Oh, yeah, I think that I think Lights Heart like Hearts All Gone. This is a well-written song, mm-hmm. and I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but it just sort of suffers it, from it, yeah, it's more that, that little bit it's of lack that, of polish. Maybe it's you with the bitter soil, and the song guitar's just like yeah. It's just kind of like nothing really going on. Yeah, it's just sort of following along what yeah singing. So the lyrics on this, I always thought. So ever since some came out, I thought the lyrics were bad. And I thought he was talking about L.A., and I just thought, God, this is really overdramatic. Mm. And in preparation for this episode, I found out he was trying to write about war-torn countries. Mm-hmm. Um, he was which, like, I'm going to follow Blaine, uh, Tom's suit here. I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to write my war. <laughs> and um, it made me think differently about the lyrics. Like, they're dark. Like, oh, God, like nothing takes root in this barren soil. Yeah, because... It's it literally barren, and then like hold on, the worst is yet to come. Like, like oh, a God. happy tone too. Yeah, hold on, the worst <laughs> is yet to come. Save your save your money for hired guns. Like that's the <laughs> advice he's giving. Is like okay, hold on, people in Sudan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's gonna get worse. But in the meantime, save away your pocket change for uh, so you can hire the rogue child armies that are going through like. This is so dark, um, and I ended up kind of liking it <laughs> because of that. Like, it was just like Jesus, Mark. Like, wow, everything you loved is gone. Everything you loved <laughs> is gone. Um. So yeah, what do you what do you think about this song? I I, I agree. I I like it. Um. It, I mean, it's missing a little bit of something, and I think it's like um. Uh, and also it does have that same like Travis build up like that's in all the other songs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it just kind of like happens in all of them. Um, so it's just kind of predictable in a way. Yeah. Um, uh, for some reason, stop living in the shadow, uh, shadow of a helicopter is clunky to me in yeah. a way. It really is. It, it's sort of like a vague thing. Like, what does that mean though? Really? I, and like, what is your advice? Are you, is your advice to just like, Oh, just don't live there. Like stop living in yeah, Palestine just, or like, what? <laughs> I don't know I what the point he's trying to get across is. Which I, I appreciate the idea. I think it's just kind of a clunky lyric and maybe should have been like maybe part of like the, I don't know, maybe like said once or something, maybe not the main lyric of the yeah, song. I like maybe that's what it is. Hold way. on. The worst is yet to come to me. Sounds like a better thing you could have repeated more. Yeah. Often. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just for some reason that repeated to me comes off. Like it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, but I do like it. I think it's one of the other high points in a way. And I think just with a little bit more. Melodically, it's fun. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's, um, I think it's well written. You know, the lyrics are. And I doubt that Tom had a lot to do with anything on it. No, I don't. Th- it sounds like he probably didn't do anything mm-hmm. on it. Um, this is probably entirely Mark Mark's song. And mm-hmm. um, Travis did the drums, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. So after that, is is that when we're finally getting to Love is Dangerous? <laughs> let's find out uh yes love is dangerous so what do you think about this song we've talked about it before on this podcast we've established that we both love the intro to this we're we're like this is different yeah this this is is like interpol (laughs) it's like i remember being like and then you have the verses are kind of cool I've had it. This damn double vision. i'm like yeah yeah and i'm just like this is kind of this is yeah all right and then it's just like love. <laughs> it just sucks everything out of it, <laughs> which I think becomes the worst Blink One Eight Two song. I Ooh, think you think this is. I think it might be. I don't know. I think the worst Blink One Eight Two song is yet to come on this album. The California? No, no. I, I think it's on Neighborhood. Oh, we haven't got to it yet. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. It's one of my yeah, and it might be that maybe it's the next one, but it's <laughs> this is up there though. This is pretty bad. It, oh, this is what? not. This is not a good song. No, not at all. And it it's uh, it kind of sucks because those verses are pretty good. So why is it? Why is it? Why is it the worst bling song for you? That's a that's a bold claim to make. I don't know. Just the love. Love is dangerous. This is so bad. For well, the me. lyric in that it's repeated a lot, and that that lyric makes no sense in the context of the song, really. And it also just makes no sense generally. I mean, it's sort of a vague statement that yeah, yeah why is love dangerous? Like, it, it, it has a similar <laughs> theme as violence in a way, like uh, like violence. You have me. Forever. Yeah, but violence sets up like six bottles went down the drain. Yeah, yeah. One hour is a waste of time. You know. <laughs> She asked if I feel the same. Yeah. Uh, still moving this chance to try. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it sets up a thing. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is just like love, <laughs> and it's just there's nothing happening in the no. like musically during that part. You know, no, nothing and it all. just goes on. But it's there is repeated. at the end. So. There's that kind of like cool like. Yeah. Why isn't that throughout the rest of the song? I don't know. And it goes back into love. Love is dangerous. And then you have the best part of the song. We love We care about love. I'm like, I like that way Mark love sounds. Love is so dangerous. I like the way Mark sounds there. Dangerous. Um, there's something else at the end of the yeah, song. Yeah, I think uh, what, what what really does kill that song for me is the chorus is really repetitive and it just goes on for so long. The chorus is repetitive and they repeat it a bunch, which is like, you know, the cardinal sin, I think. If you're going to have something that's repetitive, just don't do it so much, you know, but they just like, it's like a six minute song. It's like the longest song on the album. Um, yeah, there's a guitar part during the bridge that's actually really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a few guitar parts. And it in the sounds song like cool. a. It sounds like a. You could a, condense untitled. this and do a fun two minute song, but it's just stretched out beyond uh, what it really. It really overstays its welcome. I think. Yeah. You know, um, if you would have, even if you have, love is dangerous. Be the thing. Just having to do it twice, and that's it. And that's the chorus, you know. Maybe but, it just but says it. You once. have this weird, just like maybe it should have been like it a just musical. Keeps going. Yeah. It's it kind of baffles me that they thought that this was like an okay song to like put out. Yeah, I don't know. I I might be changing sides. This might be my least favorite Bling song. It's it's just from a songwriting perspective. I just don't see how you step away from this and be like, job done here. You yeah, know? it's strange. Like I don't know. It's it's hard for me to explain why I hate it so much. But it's just like. No, I think I mean, is it anything other than just that chorus? I think is it's just that chorus just is repetitive. It just seems and lazy. boring and there's nothing going on. It's the same word repeated. Yeah. It, it, which is like there's not yeah, I'd It's almost have... like it's almost like the disc is like skipping when it gets to the chorus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty bad. But you had like there's like kind of like that intro is like nothing else Blink has done. Yeah, it's, it's like, frustrating, right? I mean you have some cool moments. Which Even I in think that, almost cool like moments. that for some reason I feel like if the chorus the rest of the song was like good, that would have been like a great single in a yeah. way. Where I could hear that on the radio yeah. like, a lot. Like and it had been like a big hit. Yeah. Like the way that starts off, it's so catchy for some yeah. reason. About like, half of that song is probably great. You know, the verses, that early intro. Yeah, it's it's really fun. And it just loses everything. And yeah. that's what makes it so bad to me is that like it It just makes you angry they squandered. This, this is like this idea. Good, yeah, this idea. This. Yeah. yeah. They had such a great start to it, and then it just kind of Yeah. Meh. Well, 
probably the opposite of that. Wait, of, did we even talk about fighting the gravity? Did we skip that? No, that's next. Oh, okay. That's what right. we're getting into next. Oh, okay. All right. So what what I was going to transition is like talk about squandering an idea with love is dangerous. I think fighting the gravity is really getting the most out of an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably all Mark. It's yeah. the weirdest song in the Blink Cannon. He talks about how he recorded like the the vibration of something on the on the in the in the studio. Right, like the he played the bass so loud that something was shaking, and he recorded the shaking yeah. of that, which is, is that sh- neat little fun thing, you know. Um, the song is about how he got slipped acid <laughs> by accident. Like he didn't realize he was taking acid, and then that's what it's about. That's why it's trippy. Um, I think it's fun as hell to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain joy I get out of, like I feel is really palatable in this song, just like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's awful. Like I think it's not good. <laughs> um, but I think it's fun. It, it's fun to. It's a fun little experiment to mm-hmm. me. Um, this reminds me of like listening to the early um, Blink albums when they would do goofy shit that was just like them taking advantage of the fact they're in a studio mm-hmm. and it's not like depends is a good song but it was just like why'd you throw the dick down the stairs yeah it's not like the none of that is like really that funny but he's down here what's what's so fun about it for me is that it's it's not that it's so funny on its own but it's just the idea that it's like these are like oh i'd probably do stuff like that in a studio mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. fighting the gravity it kind of touched on that magic for me a bit of just like yeah, if I got slipped acid, uh, I maybe I'd and I had the resources available to me, maybe I'd just make like a goofy, weird song about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think this is Mark trying to write like a Radiohead song or something, <laughs> which is like not what he's built for. It's, no, it's, but uh, I don't hate it. Like a lot of people hate this song too, but I don't know. I, I just don't think it goes anywhere. It, it's, not really, but it, I think like the thing is, if this was like a great album, like this would have been like a cool little track on it, you know, or something like that, like. I don't even know, but I, I think it's more a novelty. Like it's fun to listen to, to hear the sounds that he's going for. It's, it's, re- I think it's really fun to hear Mark write a song like this. I mean, mm-hmm. I think this is the most experimental song Blink has put out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think the song itself is not good. So what do you like about the song? Um, I don't know. Like this, it's not like I, I, there's nothing really love about it either. I think it's just, like it, it can, clicked with me being like probably like stoned in the car one time or something like that. This makes, no, like, sense. This makes no sense. This makes no No. <laughs> I was like, oh God, it's true. Is this like, so you, you've established you had a period of time of smoking where you enjoyed it and now where it's pure anxiety, maybe this was like <laughs> where the twain met. We're starting to meet and you were hearing this song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to this song a lot either. Like it's not one that I put on and uh, I think it's just a cool little like brand. Uh, it has yeah. some cool things going on. It, yeah, it's fun. It, it is almost the equivalent of this album's joke song in a way. Yeah. Even though it's not, but it's yeah. just like... It's, it's more of like, it felt to me like in the way the joke song seems to be like, let's do it for fun. Mm-hmm. This to me felt like the let's do it for fun song yeah, of yeah, the yeah. album. Yeah. Um, but the since this album is not about fun, then this is like right. the, the devil on the shoulder of Well, it. and then so to round it out, we get Even If She Falls. Yes. Uh, which... Is probably this most, is home part two? I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I don't even. Remember, I think it's the most forgettable songs. I don't even know. Like I, she I was. <laughs> I think it's. Um, oh, yeah. Why did they pick that one to end it? 
It's such a weak closer. Yeah, I think it's more successful than this. This is home, and uh, kind of going back to that old sound. And I think the reason it comes across as more genuine to me is um, it's almost like the last half of this album is just like they didn't have enough songs, they just gave and up. so Mark and Tra- and Tom both went separate and made songs, and then they put them all at the end. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it does. It really does. St- it, 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 this is really. And not just the Blink discography, but just in albums in general. There's not as many albums, I think, that are as front-loaded as this. You'd have to get back to like the albums from like the 60s when they, <laughs> they weren't intended as albums, you know, just a couple singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it is kind of, for me, the drop-off is is pretty nuts mm-hmm. for that first few tracks. It's like they had a, like the first you know four songs whatever and then like the last half is just like they, they went their separate ways and they just like... Yeah, made songs, you know. Yeah, well, so yeah, how's this same? I don't even this song like I can't even picture it right now. Um, so even if she falls, it it sounds a lot like this is home. I think. Um, but for me, what differentiates it and what makes it a little bit better is the lyrics. You know, so what I was saying earlier that like this is home felt like they were trying to do a take off your pants jacket song, Mm -hmm. and the lyrics really reinforce that. But for me, the lyrics in this one, you know, obviously it's not about that. So even though the vibe of it was still to me like, oh, you're trying to go back to old stuff, the fact that the lyrics were about the uh, typical blink song you know it, it did make it work a little bit better i think it's a sweet little song i i don't think it's good um but i think it's better than what's been preceding it you know so far in the album and i i i don't think it leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth the way that love is dangerous does if you don't have the deluxe edition yeah so i'm looking at that right now like I, the, the deluxe edition and normal edition like where who had the normal edition like does if that exist like a, yeah if you bought like a cd up from target you know like a physical because love is dangerous is the last song on right so that if you had bought it like a actual cd that's what it was but like itunes had the digital you know the the, the deluxe you know whatever um, you probably had the, the option. Snake, it says Snake Charmer was a bonus track also. Yeah, the, the bonus tracks were Snake Charmer. Um, Finding the Gravity Even If She Falls. Right, yeah. And also Hearts All Gone Interlude. The Interlude, yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah, right? It's like four songs. Um, yeah, at least three. Four, yeah, four songs. Yeah. And it, it Yeah, it originally ends with Love is Dangerous. And, and so even if she falls is like such a better ending, I think. I don't um, even know. I think it, yeah, I don't know. it's a, it's, it's just a short little, fr- it's forgettable. You're right. But it, it, I think that's better than some of these other songs. Frankly, I think they, it would be good if they were forgettable, but they sort of leave a bad taste, an active bad taste in your mouth. Um, so what, what, what do you like not like about even if she falls? I can't even picture it. So I'm like getting the hiccups reason. right now. Like I can't even, let me play it right now. It's like There she was. Oh yeah, this does sound like a "Take Off Your Pants" song, right? Like it'd be on the last part of "Take Off Your Pants," like one of the bonus tracks or something. And she was. I remember this now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just forgettable. Yeah, it's forgettable as hell. And it's maybe because we've heard that already, and it's just Tom's like, I'm gonna go back and try to make one of these songs, and and. 
maybe not knowing like it's almost like the shell of what blink like recently with like this uh you know the california coming up mark would say things less like you know uh felly helped them find out what blink 182 is you know and what they're trying to accomplish and it's almost like this like this this is home and um Whatever the fuck this song is called. Even if she falls. Even if she falls. You already <laughs> forgot the song title. Is like <laughs> they it's like the shell of Blink One Eighty Two of what it is. Like it's not like the it's almost like mm-hmm. the, the outside. There's no there's the heart is not really in there for some reason. And maybe it is. And it's um I think the heart's there. I think it's there. I, I think there's moments where it kind of bursts through the surface, but I think it's not it's not so exposed in the way it normally is. Yeah, I don't know what it is that it just for some reason those just don't connect with me like other Blink songs yeah. at all. Like well, I think I, I, you were saying about Feldy and and what I think is for me really encouraging about California is that they went in and they they did all these songs and they're like, okay, hold on, let's try and see what Blink is. Mm-hmm. Let, let's make sure we're writing Blink songs. And I think that they should have done that with this album. Mm-hmm. And to me, this album sounds like them trying to figure out what Blink is. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like they ever reached a conclusion, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily a drawback. I mean, there that, that's an interesting way to look about this album. And I think what kind of what does make it interesting in a way that no other album is, is it really is the sound of a band trying to discover what they are. Yeah. And I don't think they ever really reach it. Um, but I think that uh, it's really, it is interesting about this album to sort of hear them try and make mistakes and and find those moments of magic you know yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of yeah. neat to hear that yeah totally it's it, that's what's great yeah it's a, and they even said that's what the name of the album is about you know people from different places yeah. and and i think the name of the album's great uh, you know that's, yeah, it is. that's a really cool um album and like name for the album theme to have for the mm-hmm. album it's almost like you almost wish that it even went in other directions like in a in a way like it's like it even had more to it because it got just, weirder or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like something. Well, so what are your kind of closing thoughts on? Because we've been going about an hour and a half now. Okay. Well, I mean, I think yeah, you're right. You said in the beginning that I think it's their weakest album, but uh, there is good songs within it, and even every song has like a great moment in it in a way. And I think it's just it's. I feel like this album would be hard to, and, I, and I'm interested to hear. It'd be hard to like introduce Blink One Eight Two to somebody with this album. Yeah, that, this isn't the one I would show. Yeah, them. and the thing is, is I think uh, it'd be interesting to hear people that maybe this was their introduction to Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, and, I would love to hear if that was someone's introduction. Yeah, because I mean, maybe you know. What some, would you think of them? It would just be. I mean, I'm. It's just like you know, how old are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess. No, it'd be interesting to see if they became Blink fans from this album because it's it is so interesting and weird and uh, and there was good, really good moments and like and I think After Midnight deserves to be up on the you know Blink like yeah I kind of I'm, I'm surprised they're doing Up All Night uh, live now instead of After Midnight. Yeah. I feel like if we're gonna do a song from that'd be a better uh, After Midnight is just. It's I don't know. I feel like it's maybe uh, it's since so it's, head and shoulders above the rest. Maybe of the since it album. is about Mark and Tom, he, he Mark doesn't Ooh. want to put it on the set list. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's too per- it's too close, too close to home. Close. I don't know. Like, there's uh It's I know we I, we probably sounded pretty harsh on it, and I don't hate it at all. And I think I I've gone through periods where I do listen to it, and um, and I and then there's great things to, as a Blink fan to like about it. Yeah. I think and um. But there's a lot to be like, just kind of cringy. I think. Yeah, 
compared to like if if I was if you were to come across Blink now, like and I think if like a rock and roll fan whatever heard the self titled album, they would be blown. They could really get into yeah. it. Self. If I, if, I, if I were gonna like recommend Blink to someone new, I would go Enema or Self Titled. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the, one of those two, I think. Yeah, or like both. Like here, yeah. like the two sides of the coin. Yeah, you know, two kind sides of, thing. of the coin. And like yeah. this is kind of like a a weird. It's so it is a Frankenstein of a project, and it sounds very artificial. Yeah, but in the songwriting and the production, mm-hmm. like it, it, everything sounds like it was just plugged into a laptop to mm-hmm. me in a way that Blink has never sounded like. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it is weird. And and thankfully, I think is gone from the latest songs we're, we've heard from California. I think the production is back on par with mm-hmm. the Jerry Finn stuff. It, it sounds like a guitar. It sounds like a drum. You know, the guitar's distortion sounds beefy, and mm-hmm. it sounds like it's being mic'd through an amp and not just directly into the laptop kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. This, they don't, I mean, it's they they produce it themselves. Like if you, if you look at the actually the credits on this, there's a lot of people. There's yeah. a lot of different engineers for different songs. Yeah. There's uh like there's yeah there's like a different engineer almost for every song on there yeah there's critters on there a little bit yeah uh you got um Chris Georgian um who else of the Blink families in there like a little bit like <laughs> is Tom Lord Algae on there yeah he's on there who is that guy by the way I don't know just some guy mixes Blink stuff <laughs> <laughs> he's on there and it's like yeah and then you have. Mark, Tom, and Travis both set up as producers, and yeah, and it. There's a disappointing thing about it that it's disappointing that this. I mean, who knows if this isn't the last Tom DeLonge Blink uh, album ever? But I, it is a sad one to close on. I think with him, it's yeah. not the best. Like, and uh, there was a little beauty for the self-titled being it the was last moment. It was because that is such. You went like, out oh, on a peak. Yeah, and so it's it's <laughs> like in a way, and it's disappointing. It, it is almost. Like being the <laughs> glass half empty as far with like the Blink legacy and what's going yeah. on now with it, but like the self title could have been almost their Abbey Road in a way, like, yeah. and it would have been almost a beautiful way to go out on. Yeah, and uh, I know it's cool we're getting this new thing and it's exciting and I'm excited as anybody, but it's like that could have been if if it didn't if it didn't keep going this would have that would have been the best. Uh, yeah, I. I... And I'd I, be I'd be right there with you if not for the fact that I think California is I have every reason to believe it's going to be right up there with mm-hmm. as good as the best blink ever got. Mm-hmm. You know. I, yeah. I I really like these new singles and I got a lot of faith in I'm a re- recent Skiba convert. So <laughs> Yeah, and and one thing I mean I have I have higher hopes for this I guess than I did Neighborhoods anyway. Yeah. This is kind of getting off a little bit, but it's like a lot of people, you know, complaining and i think it was in one of those most recent reviews like that like matt and mark's vocals are pretty similar and in neighborhoods are you know tom and mark are so different compared to anything you know? right because mark sounds good yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but it's almost like um people have to think of uh it's not just the sound is like the what we're going for with this it's being able to work together you know it's yeah. just like the friendship and also just like the musical fusion that, you know, fucking Jack Black would call. And this album, Neighbors, didn't have that really. And even though, Absolutely. Even though Tom was there, it's yeah. there was not the, the fusion. The ability to write songs together. Yeah. You and, know? And are, are, are you a songwriting partners or are you just sending in your tracks via email? You know, that's yeah. a very different thing. Yeah. And I think that's bigger, like to me, like... Also, like, who... I, I talked about this before on the show and I'll say it again because I feel very strongly about it. Like whoever said that like 
having opposing voices is like good and having similar voices is bad. Yeah. Like they're just different things. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's cool things about having a similar voice and there's cool things about having a different voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that I, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is like when I hear people say Skiba sounds like Mark, so it's bad. I don't get, I like, why does that mean it's bad? It means it's different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the fact that two singers in the same band sound similar, it doesn't, in a lot of ways, that's good. Like that, it, is, <laughs> it kind yeah. of opens up just, for it like. Just Blink has always been so different, and I think this is. It's better to have this. We're gonna get a whole new dynamic with it. Exactly, and, and I think that's something you know I talk about with War Death, and I think you might see more of is, is really there's something you can get that's cool about having voices so similar when Matt is obviously a little bit more of the emotional one. Um, in the way that Tom was, but it's something, I don't know, there's something kind of cool to being like, it's basically like Mark, but more, um, emotional, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it, he's almost like the devil on Mark's shoulder in a way that Tom yeah. was just like a different person. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, that's why it's exciting to see what's going to happen with California just yeah. to get a, it's going to be a fuse fused together to be it's a coherent project word. Hopefully it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's the big thing that was lacking from this that comes up in after midnight, probably more than anything else in this album is that it just really doesn't feel like, uh, it's not fused together. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're going, this is our longest episode yet. Um, our, should we wrap this up? Is there, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else to say really about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I think, um, it's a frustrating album, you know. It's it's kind of hard for me to talk about, and <laughs> it's difficult for me to dredge this up. But um, it was hard for me to think about how to phrase it because I don't want to sound too negative about it. Um, I think, yeah, you're right. You know, like in every song, there's moments that are just cool, um, kind of like in the "We Don't Need to Whisper." Um, but uh, yeah, I think you just the songwriting is just not there, mm-hmm. and it's because you know I don't think the time was really given to hashing it out. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, or there's a lot of time, but you know, we they weren't together thinking about it, and, and maybe even when they were, they weren't close enough to really challenge each other on ideas in the way that maybe Skiba and Mark are now, mm-hmm. especially after they threw away those songs. Maybe they've gotten to the point where they can be like, Hey, Matt, sorry, that sounds like shit, like, don't play that. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine they were this close at this time mm-hmm. that they were like. You know, Mark, eggshells. Mark would be like, dude, you, you're fucking yodeling. Or Tom would be like, dude, Mark, your guitar tone sounds like shit. You yeah. Know? Like, which is both things that are true and should have been said, to, you know, to each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, it's an, you know, it's an interesting album. Um, it has cool moments. It has cool songs. But um, I think it's one that had problems and sort of the, in retrospect, it was kind of obvious that Blink wasn't really going to last in this form. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. Well, so, uh, <laughs> gosh, I feel like we should like bring this up, like not end on such a bad, this is like when we ended up the, the Tom episode with like, he's probably going to kill himself, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, what, what, what's a positive way we can end on this? Um, we're only about two weeks from California. Two weeks. Oh my God. I think even less than that. It's also 15, was it 15th anniversary of, of take off your pants and jacket? Oh, no, was it that it or was it dude ranch? Dude ranch. They both have like things that are recently like there take was off your pants and jacket was 15 years ago. Cause it's 2001. Oh my God. That's fucked up. <laughs> um, there was a dude ranch also had like a, like a, like a, it was like 19th or something like that. Oh really? Or something crazy. Well, it would be. Every year, I guess it would have some kind of anniversary. Yeah, I guess. But it's just like <laughs> if you're part of the Blink thing, it's everyone's just every week, you know, or something about Blink. Right. Um, what was it? It was 
Okay. 19 years. 19. 19. Wow. Dude Ranch. And everyone's just like, oh, man, how crazy would it be to have a 20th anniversary Dude Ranch like tour? But Mark's the only member of the band. So <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know if I really want that. Or... I would love it. I would love to hear that album all the way through. Yeah, it'd be fun. But like, it'd, it'd hearing, be weird. Like, it'd be weird, New Hope and Apple Shampoo and, like, Enthused. They like, should just oh incorporate that into their set list. They should. But, but it'd be weird, I think, to hear that with Mark being the only one. Maybe an Enema <laughs> retrospective. Even that would be a little weird, I think. Yeah, I don't think they can do that anymore. But they should just get fucking yeah. rid of that. Just play California. Just put some more California songs in there. That's what I want. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Well, we should close the book on neighborhoods. Um. Our next episode, we, we got something fun planned for uh, between now and California. Yeah. Um. So, you know, stick with us. Hopefully we can get something cool put together. Yeah. Um, and then when California comes out, obviously we're going to be talking a lot about that album probably. Yeah, probably like for four episodes after that. <laughs> Just like a massive, <laughs> like more than anyone wanted to break down. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. But yeah, so um, email us anything you want. I don't care what it is. Yeah, if you have any ideas, like please let us know. Email, talk on the subreddit. Yeah, or- 182 or... Uh, what is it? 182 podcast at gmail.com. 182 podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm trying to maybe set up a website. Like it's a go now. If you go to the website, it's 182 podcast at dot, dot com. It just goes to the SoundCloud. Right. So that might happen. Soon. Yeah. It might be something better than just the SoundCloud. Yeah. I um, mean, it just, it's just the idea. Of, I, it's really for Google. Like that's why I want to, uh, right. You know, just yeah. so you can look up like Blink 182 podcast and it comes up. That's oh, basically right. all. Oh, I yeah. Wanted. We should be the first. Yeah. We should. <laughs> Or down the bunny hole. That that should all you know. Yeah, that could, we should should be we, one too. Yeah, you know? yeah, one too. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I what else is there? Uh, God, I I try I, to think. You know. So yeah, leave comments, iTunes, do all. We're on everything. Yeah, and uh, again, as always, appreciate the feedback. Um, yeah, people we, seem to really be into it, and I'm glad. It's, yeah. it's nice having people comment on the Reddit because it makes people like interested in maybe checking it out if they haven't yet. And yeah, it's great. It's always it really warms. You know. Uh, it warmed my heart so much to see that we changed somebody's mind on rabbit oh, hole, yeah, or great. at least got them. To, I don't know if we changed it, but this we got them. We got them to give it a chance again, at least. Yeah, yeah. and it seems like people are like now warming like we up. Said, they're warming yeah, up. To they it. just don't like stuff that's new. Again, uh, not a knock on blank fans. I just think a human nature thing. Anything that's new, you don't like. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, cool. God, I love. Well, this has gone on way too long. So yeah. put those pants back on. Yeah.